Are you tired of waking up with a dry mouth, feeling sluggish? I was too, until I discovered the power of mouth taping. I read a book called Breathe and it opened my eyes to how I could get a better sleep. So I started taping my mouth and the results were astounding. Not only did I wake up feeling refreshed, but the data on my whoop suggested I was getting more REM and more deep sleep, which led to me feeling better every morning. But I wanted a better solution, not just sticky tape, something that was effective and comfortable. That is why I co-founded Recoverite with a few friends. We are dedicated to helping Australians get fast and easy access to mouth tape and nose tape so you can breathe better, sleep better and recover right. Use the discount code TMTCP for 10% off at the checkout. Sleep better with recover right. You've arrived here at a critical moment. Tune in on real self-knowledge and creating power. Welcome to the Well Fit with Lockie Stewart podcast. This show aims to help men improve themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally, covering topics of fitness, mindfulness, and spirituality. Okay, so we're sitting here with Amy Shepard, who happens to be my girlfriend, so... This is going to be so fun, this interview. I know it's going to be great. But um, I'll pass it straight over to you, Amy, so I don't have to talk anymore. Where are you from? What's your name? ASL. No, just fill us in a bit about your story. How, how have you got to where you are right now? And what was the journey like? Oh, well, it's a bit of a long story. It's a 28-year-old story. <laughs> Vintage. Um, so I was born and raised in Papua New Guinea, in um, Port Moresby. And... Yeah, it was a really different upbringing, I've come to realize. Normal for me, because I didn't know any different. Um, but yeah, my dad is a lawyer, and he still works there, and we go and visit from time to time. But yeah, growing up, I... Um, yeah, I don't know what to say now. What made it different? Like, what made it different over in PNG? Um, it was different because um, it was a little... It was very dangerous over there. We couldn't just walk on the street. We couldn't ride our bikes anywhere we wanted to. And um, we lived quite a sheltered life in that aspect. But on the other side of things, it was really social. And we made a lot of close friends. And we had a um, great community, sense of community and family. And I think that's something that I've taken through um, my life. Yeah. So how... I know we're... And since I've known you, we've been in like the Newstead bubble, which is here in <laughs> Brisbane. But... I think we're so fortunate here in Australia just with how safe it actually is and you sort of mm. forget that that stuff oh life yeah like you see it in movies but then we just walk outside where you can feel safe at all hours of the night yeah we were definitely exposed to a few crazy things in Port Moresby um I remember witnessing a woman being bashed on the side of the road um probably by her husband and there's not much you can do at, in that moment um we it was at night time, there was no one around. All we could do was like beep the horn and try and distract him. But um, that's something that's really stuck with me. Um, the women over there are treated, can be treated quite poorly. That's um, insane. Yeah, so, it's quite, a domestic violence is a huge issue over there. So when did you move to Australia? How old were you? Um, so as I said earlier, we'd never really left Papua New Guinea. We, I came over for boarding school. Yep. Schooling over there, um, especially for high school, isn't great. So yep. Um, yeah, my parents 
shipped me off to boarding school when I was uh, 12 years old. Why would um, they want to get rid of you? <laughs> I know, trouble child. That's crazy. No, um, yeah, so I came to Brisbane because it's sort of the closest point um, with good schooling. And um, yeah, and then we used to go back for holidays and we still go back for holidays. Yeah, well, we just went recently, which was fun. So how did music come into your life? So for those who are listening and don't know, Amy is the front woman of uh, the pop band Shepherd, who've done the, how many times platinum? Oh, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Here in Australia? Well, I, I think it's seven. Well, how many countries Wait, have you gone Geronimo platinum? Or, is... Yeah. Anyway. Well, I don't know. I've, get I've... your iTunes <laughs> out now and uh, search Geronimo. But anyway, front woman of that song <laughs> and band. Um, so how did music come into your life? Like, have you always been musical? Um, not really. I think we were exposed. I think PNG being so secluded, we were always exposed to, um, well, all we had exposure to was what my parents were listening to. We didn't have record stores or sanity that we could just run down to and get the latest CD. Um, all I had was my parents' music collection. And lucky me, they had good taste in music. And uh, all I listened to was Cat Stevens and Dolly Parton, the Bee Gees in America. Um, Neil Young all those classic pop stars I guess you could call them pop but yeah folky pop acts and um, I think that had had a huge influence on my life I didn't want to I didn't think of being a musician until um, one day I think I was about um, about nine or ten and um, we got this amazing music teacher called Baruch Atau and he was a part of Yothi Yindi, which is um, an indigenous Australian band, and they were massive in the 80s. And um, suddenly this amazing man was my music teacher. And just hearing his stories about touring and um, travelling the world, and he was a session musician for the likes of Madonna and Janet Jackson and um, a number of other people. And that was just... Yeah, it really captivated me, and that's when I decided that that's the life that I wanted. And um, what was it about that that made you want that life? Like, just it was exciting, and it was maybe it had something to do with getting out of PNG and just being, you know, the thought of being so out in the world and having all these cool experiences. Um, So, how do you know? Like, nine years old is pretty young to have an idea of really what you wanted to do mm. because most people get to 50 and 60 and they still have fucking no yeah. idea. Well, it was like a sequence of events. So I got that teacher, he, he was telling me his stories and then um, also I found my dad's guitar in storage and um, again, in PNG, there's not a whole lot to do so I just would, I think I played the three-string guitar for <laughs> about uh, maybe three weeks and then they got it fixed for me and started getting me lessons. Um, and then my brother actually got an opportunity to sing with this, um, she was a really young pop star in Papua New Guinea. Oh, really? Jamie Lee, yeah, she's still there, and she's got an amazing voice, very talented woman. And she, anyway, George went and recorded a song with her, like a Christmas carol. Yeah. Um, just because my dad, um, I don't know, he made friends with the local guy at the... Um, um, record store or something I don't know, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, the dude the dude with the only um, recording studio in Papua New Guinea and um, at that time my brother was really into like acting and he was always put in like lead roles at school 
And um, so my dad's like, right, I'm just going to record this. And I think there was a competition that my dad saw for, um, it was an Australian competition, but you had to record a Christmas carol and send it in. Really? Send it in. So my dad made my brother and this. Um, Do you like Christmas carols on that? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so George got the opportunity to go and sing with his Papua New Guinea pop star in this recording studio. And I was so jealous. It was like a duo male female part yeah and i begged my dad to like cut <laughs> jamie lee and put me as the lead singer and um he said no that he, we needed a proper you know professional singer and yeah that like cut me deep because i wasn't a singer <laughs> and um well i showed you dad <laughs> <laughs> no he was always my number one supporter but um yeah since so pretty much those three catalysts happened and um so since the age of about 10 but maybe even earlier because I'm, I went back to Papua New Guinea recently and I was going through, my dad was moving houses from our childhood house and I was moving, going through boxes and I came across a little journal and it said like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do? And, um, yeah, I had already written, I would want to go back to Australia and sing songs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I don't know any other, like, any other job that I wanted to have. So when you think about it, like you've been pursuing music and the dream of being a pop star or a famous musician since you were about nine. Mm-hmm. So how old were you before you really cracked it? Let's take a quick break. Are you seeking to understand who you are, what you want from life and where you fit into this busy world? The Manly Cam Project Self-Discovery Program is the program to help you answer those questions. This program with three comprehensive modules helps you get clear on who you are as a man, what you want from your life and where you can set yourself up to thrive. Throughout this program, you're going to dive deep on some of the life's questions that only the most successful people ever spend time to answer. It's not only about standing out in this busy world, but it is using your life experiences to create a better life for yourself. I know that I wish I had this when I started my journey. It would have helped me fast track success and get clear on what was truly important. Once you complete this program, you're gonna have a better sense of direction and purpose for your life. You will have more confidence and resilience and a complete roadmap to create the life that you want. Don't wait for tomorrow, start today. Head over to themanthatcanproject.com and check out the self-discovery program. I can promise you, your life will never be the same. Um, I was 20, gosh, three, 24. So it's that 14 years, 15 years before you cracked it. Yeah. That is a long, (laughs) it is, but it isn't, but like most people expect success overnight. And Mm. obviously, you know, you had a few songs that led to that, um, but it's 15 years of persistence. Did you ever have any times throughout that 15 years where you were just like ready to give up and didn't think it was worth pursuing or were you always sort of hell bent on? No, I mean, I've been very fortunate in the way things have happened for me. And um, like I spent all of my schooling years like honing in on my skill and I took that time to learn um, songwriting. And um, so it was you know, once I'd finished school, that was the hustle, like from, from about 18 to now, what's well, still, I'm still hustling. But, still um, yeah. You're always hustling. But, um, yeah, I was, yeah. What was the question? I guess? It's just um, like, were there any point in time where you felt 
like oh. it wasn't worth it you wanted to give up oh um yeah i mean i've never had a moment where i've thought of quitting or thought of doing something else um and leaving music behind yeah um but that's not to say that i haven't had moments where i'm like why am i doing this or why did i like yeah this is so hard so going with that like obviously you've toured the world played on actually played on jimmy fallon ellen mm-hmm. um rock what's a rock and rio yeah rock and rio, <laughs> rio which is a huge festival but like you've done all of that so obviously with that comes fame or however you want to call it just mm-hmm. how have you dealt with that like going from a little Papua New Guinean girl to yeah. the big stage um it's tough fame is not fun <laughs> and I just would not recommend people chasing fame um which is I just can't understand people who go on shows to be famous because yeah um being famous can be really draining and um a dark life really um, it looks all glamorous and fun but um, I wouldn't recommend chasing fame to anybody. Because you've always got to be on the go. From Even from what I've seen, like you've always got to have your happy face on. And People never really, from my view of watching you go through it, like have no, people don't really understand that you go through shit as well, but when you're not on or you know, not happy all the time, they think it's a, it's a personal thing, but it's mm. against them. But it's like no one in their whole life is on 24-7. No. Um, there are days where I just don't want to be recognised. I, I know it sounds it might sound bad to some people. I just don't want people to come up to me, and um, they do. And I yeah. just, I don't know. I try not, you know, put on a smiley face. But there are times that you don't want to be bothered. Yeah, and it's not that you don't appreciate your fans. It's no, just, and it's not a personal thing for them. It's just like you might not. There's might days have had where you just want really to chill the fuck you, out. Yeah, sometimes you just want. I'm an introvert as well, so I'm shy, and yeah. I find it really hard to just open up to random people yeah. and a lot of the time some people expect that and they might be an extrovert and yeah. I I don't know hope I, I try not to come across as um, what's the word stuck up or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm just um, I'm very shy actually so how do you cope with like do you cop criticism and well I know you do so how do you how do you <laughs> how do you deal with that like people because I feel like People feel they own celebrities, like mm. it's, you're a piece of public property. So how do you deal with people always sharing their opinions of you with you? And obviously your social media, and we'll talk about that shortly, yeah. is huge. So people are always dropping their opinions. Like how yeah. do you cope with all that? Because realistically, a lot of... Well, you go on and then I'll... Um, I'm really lucky because I'm not in it alone. I have my family and a lovely boyfriend. <laughs> but um, I think that makes a huge difference and I'm pretty I think it's really important to be solid in who you are as a person as well um, which is I can't imagine being like a child star because you don't even get a chance to work out who you are before you get people telling you who you should who be are. and who you are um, so I'm lucky that I was an adult when all of this happened and I I mean of course I learned a lot about myself but um, I'm pretty confident in the person <clears throat> who I am and you've just got to stick by that and um, people's opinions just I don't know if it's opinion I don't agree with I just have to ignore it and move on which can be very very hard <laughs> yeah like surely you must say some of it but yeah we have um, has been there have been times where 
I have arced up and responded to haters or opinions and um, never ends well. So it's just better to sometimes, um, always it's better just to ignore it and move on because otherwise it's just fueling these people. Yeah. So with, with like your, I guess, ability to influence, like it's obviously with fame comes, depending on how you use it, you can use it as a, a platform to amplify who you are. So if you're a dick, you're mm. just a bigger platform to be a dick. <laughs> you're a bigger dick. But if you've... <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Um, but if, if you've got like a message to share or you want to help people, like it allows you a platform to really inspire mm. people. So what... Yeah. And I think that's what I'm really trying to do <coughs> now. I haven't... I mean, I've always been pretty... Um, I think... Pretty? I'm <laughs> pretty realistic on... Um, Instagram especially, which is probably my major platform, would you say? Yeah. Um, Where can yeah, I've always tried to keep Instagram it real too. because I just, it's too much effort to be fake all the time. Uh, my Instagram's at Amy Shepherd Pie. I'll drop it in the show notes <laughs> after. Yeah. Um, and actually, it probably goes back to, um, I was bullied when I was in primary school and I was an overweight child and I shouldn't laugh. Um, but yeah, I was an overweight child. You can laugh, but it was your story. Yeah, and because um, I know, regardless, there's probably going to be people commenting on this anyway. But like, you can laugh about your own journey. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, I've seen photos. Yeah, I just I don't know. Um, yeah, so I was bullied, and I think I know what it feels like to feel inferior or to feel um, l- not worthy. And yeah, I'd love people to. I guess get some value from my Instagram page rather than just posting photos of my butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do you get through then? Though, like, if you like when you were being bullied, right? And obviously for being overweight, and you obviously lack self-esteem and self-confidence. How to get to where you are now? Like, what kept you going? Because I know there's a lot of people. It was definitely out there, males and females, yeah. who lack self-esteem and don't mm. feel like they can't get anywhere. But you've proven that wrong yeah I mean it was just the the dream that I had and the vision that I had I knew that one day I'd be showing them and I did so it was more out of not in it and I've never gone back and be like I showed you yeah yeah. but I just know because some people who used to bully me have come hit me up for whatever and um that was just my um my little moment (laughs) not that I win not that I mean depending on what it was I have rejected some of them but um it was just my little win and um, high five to 10-year-old Amy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So what's the um, vision for you now? Like what do you want? How do you want to continue inspiring women or men mm. as well? I guess because there's probably a, a lot of men following you as well. Yeah. Um, using your social platform, like what message do you want to get across to well, people? Well, um, at the moment I'm doing this thing where I um, will post because I noticed that my selfies do really well. Which, it's weird how your selfies are the goer now. I know, which kind of annoyed me because um, every time I post, every time I do post my, a photo of me on stage or something to do with music, it doesn't do as well as just a selfie or mm. if I'm in a bikini. Yeah. Um, so I've decided to add another layer to it and um, every now and then I'll post um, a selfie but I will also post the unfiltered version uh, because I do like the way on your feed how your your whole feed looks. Do you know, yeah. do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, on the yeah. home screen. So, um, and I do like filtered, beautiful looking photos. Everyone does. Yeah, everybody does. And, um, but 
if you swipe across, I've also put the unfiltered, completely raw version. Yeah. Um, and people can see what it actually looks like. Um, I think that's good in two ways because it shows obviously the physical side of things because so many people Photoshop shit now and we see this false reality of what life's like. Like yeah. even photos, like people are constantly, and we're, everyone's guilty of it, like showing this dream lifestyle, but yeah. no one ever is, shows what it's really like. So showing mm-hmm. unfiltered photos is good for that. But it's also the same with the mind. Like, And people, it's fine for us because we've, lived in a world without Instagram. There's yeah. so many generations now, or there's so many people now, younger generations, who've never lived without Instagram. Yeah. It's Babies crazy. have Instagrams now, and it's scary because they don't know, again, it's like child fame, and they don't know any better, and yeah. they don't know what is actually real, and people can take things to heart, or there's, there are mentally ill people, or people with anorexia, and people seeing these images every day, and it just must be hard and detrimental. Yeah, well, even people growing up, like, who live for the likes. Like, I, mm. it's addictive to want to get likes. Yeah, like, I think it's natural to want to do well at whatever you do. <coughs> yeah. Um, I'm the same. I want, I want to succeed in whatever it is I do. And, yeah. Um, but it is scary to see the way the world is going and what... I mean, there's 10-year-olds <laughs> paying their parents' rent and that comes with a whole other set of issues that's because, yeah that's yeah it's something crazy like they only have to pay sorry the parents have they're in charge of the money and then they only have to keep aside 20 percent for their child legally something like that so just yeah. making bank off their kids yeah which is scary um but i guess i want to be part of um any not the solution i don't want to be part of the problem mm. but, um, i want to be i don't know an avenue for people to see what a real woman is, I suppose. Not, I mean, a real a, woman. Real woman. That's not the best way to put it, because what is a real woman after all? But I guess I want to powerful and strong woman. Well, I just want people to see real as in, as in not filtered and not yeah. edited. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I did have one last question, but it has just slipped my mind. So it will come to me in approximately three seconds. To pardon? What about touring or something? Well, what's the the biggest challenge you've faced in your 28 years that you've had to overcome? Oh, the biggest challenge. Where's the resilience, yeah. Oh, I don't know about the biggest challenge, but um, one of the biggest challenges in my life. Because I think, sorry, just going back to this, I think... Most people don't, and I, even I don't know all the struggles you've gone through before I met you, but like people just see you all of a sudden on like TV shows or all that sort of stuff, and then they think you just got there. And yeah. it's like it's been easy, and now you're like people, and I used to do it as well yeah. with like, when I see like football players or stars, and you're just like, oh, they've got it easy now. Like they've got it easy. And it's like no one gets to where they got to so have you struggled with that like people giving you shit about that yeah or just assumptions that we've paid to where we you know got or we um any excuse that we got to where we are you know it's just crap and uh we worked hard (laughs) surprise guys and um yeah that is frustrating and you just can't people who hate you and who want to bring you down and they're jealous like Australia is the worst for tall poppy syndrome it's sad that our own home country is the worst for it um and it's something that is that is difficult because nothing you can do but 
so many things happen and you just have to take it on the chin and I don't know what can you do when people say defamatory things about you you can't no you're not going to go and sue them um well maybe one day you will but yeah no one has a time or the energy yeah exactly just got to keep moving forward but yeah it can be hard um and sometimes yeah real struggle um to just let people say yeah um defamatory things about you yeah (laughs) crap yeah so what do you and we'll we'll wrap it up in a second unless do you have anything else you want to share with people that you feel would be of value for people so obviously most of this audience is male um but i'm sure a lot of them have got wives Mm. daughters um, partners or no girls in their lives that can learn a lot from you as I'm sure they will learn a lot as well but like what sort of anything you want to share with them leave with them or um. picture this guys we're sitting in the theatre room right now <laughs> and are we going to get any nugget no um, can you pause it I need to take So the biggest piece of advice I can give is to make your vision of where you want to be clear Um, because once you can see that and once you know what you want to do in your life, there is no stopping you. Once, yeah, once you get that passion, that fire, um, it doesn't matter what people say or um, who's trying to get in your way, you'll always, it's like, I guess when you're in love with somebody, you know, you just you will move mountains to be with them. She's looking at me, she says that, everyone. As I look into Lockie's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's that feeling where you're just like, you will do anything um, to make it work. So uh, find the passion, guys, and stick with it. And I mean, it's not easy. Um, shit happens and The reason is massive because I think a lot of people don't ever take the time People have an idea of what their dream body is or what house they want, what car they want, but they never actually have a vision of who they want to be mm-hmm. as a person. That's why most people are miserable and unhappy, unfortunately. Yeah. So as they take the time to plan the vision, in the vision, like put the car, the house, the career, mm-hmm. but then also who you want to be. Like if you want to be solid in yourself and not having shitty relationships, you got to do work on that as well. You don't just fall into a good relationship. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast on fucking nailing a relationship. That's... (laughs) Both just look at each other. Awesome. So where can everyone find you? Like if they want to follow you on Instagram, what other platforms are you on? Um, So everything to do with me is at Amy Shepherd Pie. So Instagram, YouTube. Um, You might find Lockie on there I'm on a few YouTubes. Um, Facebook. Um, Or uh, the band is at We Are Shepherd. Cool, guys. So if you have any questions for Amy, hit, me um, up. hit her up. Drop. A, what's the best platform? Instagram, probably? Yeah. DM. I'd say comment on photos because you yeah. get a shitload of DMs. Yeah, you can DM me. I might, may or may not see it. I've got my email up there if it's really important. And yeah. And you can always comment on my photo. Yeah. <laughs> Just comment. It's the easiest way for people to look, I think. Yeah. I do the same. Unless it's private. Yeah. DM me. Of course. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time. Thanks, guys. We'll have Amy on again soon and we'll do uh, another fun one. But if you have any questions that you would love to see on the next podcast, with or without Amy, um, shoot them through. Thanks, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Man That Can Project podcast. My name is Lockie Stewart and I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you did... 
please take a moment to rate and review the Man That Can Project on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our newest episodes. We'll see you again next time.